this time on episode 369 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We discuss The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 1, New World Order, and Weekly Marvel News. I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for a scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, March 21st, 2021. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast post-blip-wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Common Courtesy Day. I wish more people understood what common courtesy meant. Indeed. Now, National Common Courtesy Day has been observed since at least 2003. There is no known start of it, but I just think it's common courtesy just to observe Common Courtesy Day. Exactly. All right, so your words to live by, by Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, by the way, is a fan-based podcast on the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes. Because you sank my battleship. If you'd like to talk to us about playing a game that has spanned eons and decades, you can catch us on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a message about your best battleship strategies on our voicemail. 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you'd ever tried to play a non-electric battleship game with the electronic battleship instructions on the table, you can leave us a message on our Facebook page at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you've ever played Battleship on a first date, you can catch us on our YouTube channel and leave a comment there at youtube.com slash geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. You can join us on our Discord server at goodageek.com slash Discord and talk about how you have sank other people's battleships. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the goodageek.com network. Michelle, in addition to it being National Common Courtesy Day, this is the first day of spring 2021. So happy spring. Happy spring. All right. It is the equinox where... The Earth gets to the point where it's about the same type of darkness as in light, and it's scientific, and it's about the orbit of the planet around the sun and the tilt of the axis of the Earth. We won't get technical, but it is spring, March 21st, 2021 every year. And you know what, Michelle? If you didn't learn that anywhere else, you would have learned that in Groundhog Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in the hallway. Right. When it's in early spring, I, I predict March 21st. It's over and over and over and over and over again. Also, I want to say that our very own agent, Lauren, 
still not with us. She is in the heart of moving right now. We might, there's an outside chance we might see her next week, but maybe not. So she is definitely taking the week off, but she will return. Matter of fact, she's really excited about this season of Falcon and Winter Soldier, as you might expect, but she's excited about it for a variety of different reasons. She's just not here today. We wish her well with her move, and we can't wait to have her back whenever that's going to be. Indeed. So with that, we're going to move on into our discussion of this brand new series on Disney Plus called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1, New World Order, was dropped on Disney Plus on March 19th, 2021. It was directed by Carrie Skoglin, who has 57 directing credits starting in 1994, including six episodes of The Borglaze. Is that how you say it, by the way? Borglaze? The Borgas. The Borgas. Okay, six episodes of The Borgas, one episode of The Killing. Two episodes of Under the Dome, one episode of Longmire, two episodes of Vikings, that series that started on History Channel and then moved over to streaming, one episode of Penny Dreadful, two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, one episode of The Americans on FX, that was a good series if you ask me, two episodes of The Walking Dead, one episode of The Punisher, that was in season one, we had just covered season two last week actually, but it was not in season two. She directed episode four of season one of The Punisher. Five episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, which I have not seen yet, but I'm told is a great series. And six episodes, all six episodes. So we'll be saying her name again of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Michelle, who wrote this episode? This episode was written by Malcolm Spellman, who is the showrunner of the series. Has five writing credits starting in 2006 including Six Empire and two episodes of Falcon and a Winter Soldier. He is the head writer for all six episodes. And by the way, if you want to see both of them on the screen together, they were quote unquote interviewed. So you didn't really see much of them, but they were on stage with Kevin Feige and both were interviewed in the November 19th, 2019 Disney Plus special documentary, Marvel Studios expanding the universe. It was all the Disney Plus shows that were there at the time. They were on screen for all of about five seconds and they had one sound bit a piece, but they were there talking about this series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, Michelle, the title of this episode's New World Order. What do you think? What do we got there? What's this all about? There was a New World Order formed during the time after the snap. And then we have people coming back through the blip and now we have to establish another new world order yep the whole blip it's a big thing and this was supposed to come out before wandavision i can see this being i can see both of them coming out probably about the same time actually but they both were out talking about the post blip issues this one was a little less of grief although there was grief in there but there was a lot of stuff going on by the way this series is only six episodes versus the nine episodes of WandaVision. I think this is a little faster paced than WandaVision. I know a lot of people complained about this, the pacing of the episode being slower after the initial scene, but I think overall it's a faster pace than WandaVision. What do you think about that, Michelle? I really don't think we can judge that until episode two. That is fair. That closes the discussion. So let's move on to something else. So it did start off with a transition from one of the last scenes from Endgame where Cap was giving his shield to Sam and 
there was it looked like actually something an event that happened later on in the episode where sam was bringing the shield to go to the museum but from there we transition into an eight minute long opening sky battle it was fun there was a lot of explosions there was a lot of bad guys being decimated by sam sam ran into issues along the line he had a little helper two helpers along the way but it was kind of fun i got one question for you to start off this discussion michelle why was captain Vassant so important he was their liaison and had knowledge about stuff okay yeah he somehow it's connected to that laf one in him and yeah, he's some sort of liaison. I think they were probably going to try to use him as a hostage or something like that. Some sort of leverage. Maybe. I don't know. I still got to the end of the episode and the only time we saw Captain Vassant was right at the beginning and it kind of lost its importance as the episode went on. But it's kind of unlike Marvel to have an opening sequence like that and then not to return to it. Maybe it was just to talk about the bad guys, which were there, which is LAF which I did a little research, not a lot. Lauren, of course, is our comics expert. I mean, we both have some variety of experience with the comics. But as far as I could tell, LAF is not an entity in the comics. Michelle, do you know of any entity in the comics, specifically LAF? No. Okay. So what it might be is a link to... Now, remember in Winter Soldier, right? the movie winter soldier and we had some bad guys there and one of the bad guys was george batrock right yes he was a bad guy and supposedly in the comics they have batrock's brigade so this conceivably could be the next iteration but there is no connection between batrock's brigade to laf in the comics but since we saw him in the opening scene it is likely that we're going to see a him again especially since he jumped out of the helicopter at the end right as it was exploding that was cool it was such a very interesting scene falcon being able to move and do his thing we saw the little red wing two thing come up and fire some missiles and then we had them jump out of an airplane into a helicopter then jump out of that helicopter into another helicopter and then just be able to jump out of the helicopter I just thought it was fun. It shows Sam's ability to fight and think on his feet. I was entertained. I was definitely entertained. Now, you brought up Red Wing. We got to talk about Red Wing. Everybody loves Red Wing. So Red Wing is now beeping like R2-D2, by the way, did in Star Wars. He's beeping a little bit as he goes around, does things. And um, once he's back with Falcon, he reroutes the thrusters so it's able to work, which, oh, by the way, R2-D2 does that in the Starfighters all the time, right? And then he rides in the back of Falcon, just like R2-D2 does in the X-Wing. So Marvel's got their own R2-D2. I suppose so. But this, I have to admit, this one doesn't have the personality of R2-D2. Oh, not yet. I think we're going to see a little bit more personality from Red Wing. There's a lot of CGI that goes into Red Wing, let's face it. And I have a small little 
teensy wincy issue with the amount of firepower Red Wing has versus the mass that Red Wing has available. But hey, this is Marvel with the Avengers, and we're talking about Star Tech. So, okay, I'll just leave it there. Now, we get introduced to Falcon's running buddy, for lack of a better term. Not like running buddy like on your left, just like, okay, he's being contracted out by the Air Force to do stuff, and the intel officer that he's assigned to to help him or whatever is Lieutenant Torres. Now, Lieutenant Torres, it was kind of fun for me because I was looking for a discontinuity in the filming here. He starts off with a convoy of three vehicles and a passenger, and then he goes to four vehicles. You see, clearly see four vehicles, and he's a passenger. Then they all stop, and he ends up running it back into a vehicle and driving off himself, just him and in one of the Humvees. Why none of his other team followed him, I, I have no idea, but okay. And uh, from this, we can surmise that the rest of his team doesn't like him very much and that he drives a Humvee as fast as a C-130 and a helicopter can fly. That's pretty impressive. To quote our friend Neil, because plot. (laughs) Okay, because plot. But uh, Lieutenant Torres comes off in that intro as, as pretty cool. He's not the stereotypical military oh yeah we go shoot things and you know can't do anything so you know he's going to be a character later on and we do see him later on and also from that fight scene i have to say that falcon i think he needs to understand his wingspan a little bit and he needs to get that move down where you go sideways through canyons and stuff a little bit because his wing tips where you're like sparking on the sides of the rock he needs to go sideways through those kind of like the millennium falcon does i think he needs to have that move down and he doesn't have it in his defense he was blipped for five years and he's only been back a few months so he could be a little rusty again they go when they come back it's like no time has passed so i i don't get this whole five years thing i mean he bam he was in he knew what he was doing and he should have known when he did right when he came back. Well, remember in WandaVision, Wanda described it as nothingness. And she came back confused because Vision's body was there and then it wasn't there. And then all of a sudden they just come back into a fight. They don't come back and get some sort of debrief or anything like that. Doctor Strange is able to pull everybody together And then they immediately go into this epic fight. They have no time to process what's happening. And each person processes change and stress differently as opposed, because we have Sam, how he's coping with things in contrast with Bucky, who has an additional layer of making amends as the Winter Soldier. So we really don't know. Because also, Sam, we learn now, is also preoccupied with his family's business down in Louisiana. So there's a lot going on. So just to assume that, oh, everybody came back and everything's okay with them, that is not true. No, it's not true at all that everything is okay with anybody that's come back from the blip. We've already seen it in Spider-Man Far From Home. We've seen the fact that people go into houses, come back from the blip, and They're not the people that live in the house anymore. This is just another step in that direction. We saw it in WandaVision as well. I kind of get a little off kilter because fucking the Winter Soldier was supposed to come before WandaVision, but it really doesn't matter. We're seeing this post blip world and 
all of the issues that are coming back from matter of fact i've gotten in a discussion with one person like well you you could equate it to the stimulus packages that congress has passed and the president has signed over the past year for covid relief and they could have just signed a package on that just the fact of a functional government after the blip is a huge hassle why why is this a huge hassle because Half of Congress, if you go statistically anyway, half of Congress, which is 535 members, were blipped statistically. When they come back five years later, they assume that they are still in Congress, whereas you have a new Congress, not only a new Congress that was voted in to replace them, but now you've gone at least two election cycles because in the United States, Congress is reelected every two years. The House of Representatives is every two years. Senators are six years, but that's staggered. So every two years, you have an entirely new congressional body that's in. So you've removed that twice now, three times possibly with everything. So how do you come back and say, I am the legally elected official? How does that happen? And that whole thing has to be worked out before they can pass any legislation. So Passing even a simple stimulus act is difficult for Congress. And that's just in the United States. That's not worldwide. Yeah. I've watched this video, everything wrong with Endgame. And someone, the person who made the video was like, what do you mean? Like no one's playing baseball and there's all this trash on the street. No one's picking it up. And it's like, probably not. The first two years was probably a global depression. and absolute chaos because all of a sudden half the world really technically more because more people would have died because we've talked about like airplanes and car crashes and stuff so all of a sudden there's just all these jobs that people aren't doing all of this income people aren't making taxpayers and all this type of stuff and yes statistically you would think i think what people are thinking is like what you said sp statistically half of europe or an Half of the United States went, no, it was completely random. We don't know if the entire population of Italy was just blipped out. We don't know if the entire West Coast of the United States was blipped out, but the East Coast was fine. What would have happened if our entire government got blipped out? We do have a line of succession. This is what the series Lone Survivor, I think, was that Keith Sutherland won was the member of cabinet. We don't know. We do not know exactly because we learned from WandaVision that Hayward was it. Like all the other people above him got blipped. We don't know how did our government just completely disappear? Did we need to rely on another government? Did all of, you know, again, like what if Texas became a country? People in Texas, there was a big, huge thing about making Texas a country again. This is not. A fabrication. This is true. We don't know because there was this line that said allies are now enemies and enemies are now allies. Because as you said, people would come back thinking that they're in power, but they're not. And they would have come back in homes that they don't live in anymore or homes that have been destroyed. It's chaos. And I think really what would have happened two years of just are they coming back? We have this global depression. Another year or so just trying to build back a government. I think part of 
where a lot of the conflict is. I bet things were starting to get okay for the past year, year and a half. And I think when people go through such a trauma and they take a deep breath and they're like, okay, this is our new world order. We have everything set up. We're good. And then WTF, now everybody's back. What are we going to do now? Because now we've got this and we have to go through this entire cycle of confusion again. There has to be a ton of confusion. I can't imagine the world. I mean, we kind of went through something in the past year here in the United States and the world with the COVID pandemic. Just imagine going through that twice within five years. In my lifetime, I think that there's been two events that have kind of reshaped the world. And one was the day that the Berlin Wall fell. That was in the late 80s. And then the COVID pandemic here in 2019 through 2021. And that is separated by 30 years. Imagine having those two things happen like two years apart from each other. It would just be earth shattering having to deal with one and then the other. Just the fall of the Berlin Wall and then the Eastern Bloc falling of communism sort of thing. I think the recovery from that to think of Germany reuniting. Think how long that really took. It took decades. It's still kind of going on, but it took decades to get to the point where it was more normal than not because you had to equate as a government, you had to equate how much aid and infrastructure do you give to Western Germany or what used to be Western Germany to Eastern Germany? That's a good application here. And then you have this going on twice worldwide within five years. Absolutely. It's something that needs to be transfixed and uh, it's going to take a little while. I think it's going to be within the MCU for years to come. I don't think that we're over this. I don't think that the MCU is just going to ignore it. The effects will continue to be felt throughout. I mean, just the simple, you know, Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel, what happened between Carol Danvers and Monica? Or what does Carol not know about Monica's feelings towards Carol? Who knows what's going on there? And who knows if that is blip related or not, but whatever it is, we're going to know. And that's in Captain Marvel too, whenever that comes out. So you have, issues that are going on and and maria rambo died during the blip family members that you never see again just because of the blip and we've talked about it before here it is integral in this i say a little bit more with falcon than with winter soldier although it does affect both of them i think falcon and sam and his family with with his sister sarah and his nephews are severely impacted by this whole thing i mean the banking system while not collapsed i could see them tightening the reins i can actually see that uh based on what's happened in the past year here and unfortunately it affects just normal people and how do you evaluate if somebody's good for a loan or not i don't know i don't know what the correct answer is because from the banking side i have to make good solid decisions on where to invest my money in the future through loans. But if you've been blipped for five years, you have no proof of income for five years. So how, how do you manage all that? And death payouts, I'm sure death payouts were out there as well. I mean, the whole financial thing behind that, I don't know if we're going to see any more of the actual financial system 
within Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we're going to see the financial impacts on the Wilson family. What got me was how come Tony didn't leave money to the Avengers? He gave Peter Parker, it was Edith, right? He gave him those glasses and the will. So I think the banker actually brings this up. I mean, it's true. Tony had a buttload of money. Why didn't he help? He knew who was blipped. Why didn't he help them financially? Why didn't he have some sort of, you know, he had always had hope that they would come back. He's someone who wasn't blipped. And I know he ended up in the cabin in the woods, but it's not as though he could not have helped at least prepare just at least for the Avengers to come back. I mean, he gave Peter Parker this world thing. I don't understand why he couldn't have given Sam left in the will like $3 million or something. I mean, it's a drop in a bucket for Tony. I don't know why he would not have done that. I think there's just so much need. So my thoughts on that, whether it's true or not, I have no idea. My thoughts on that are that Pepper Potts is controlling the estate and she's trying to do her best to give aid to as many people as possible to the people that are in most need. And she's probably still trying to figure that whole thing out right now. And I don't know if there has been any direct provisions for the Avengers. Maybe the thought is we're heroes. We don't need this. We prefer that the resources go otherwise. Maybe they all mass declined help from Stark. Who knows? Or or from Pepper or Stark estate or whatever. We just don't know. But it's an interesting question and, and we'll see what happens here throughout the next five episodes. Because I I have to believe at the end of this series that Sarah and the boys are going to be in a final situation. This is not going to be an open-ended thing coming out of the series so in the next five episodes because it's a six episode long series we're gonna get resolution on what happens to sarah the boys in the boat one thing this is important to guys by the way one thing that's important is we find out what kind of a truck guy sam is he's a dodge ram guy nice product placement you would think it wasn't their most recent truck i think they did that intentionally. I think they did it because they're saying Sam is not, maybe it's five-year-old truck. I don't know. But Sam is not plush with cash. He's not getting the latest and greatest. And he's driving, it's dusty because he's not washed it, but it did look a little bit not new, basically, because he's been driving it around. But yeah, Dodge Ram versus Chevy or Ford, we just, just know that. Now, Sam forever is branded as a Dodge Ram guy. Okay. He also is important because he goes back to Washington, D.C. He's kind of in the Smithsonian or some kind of government building. And they have a ceremony which opens up the exhibit again for Captain America. And Sam gives the shield back. And he gives the shield back because he doesn't see himself as Captain America. And there's a couple different levels here. And I know you've got one, Michelle, so I'm going to leave you with that. But before we get there, I just want to say that he echoes exactly what he says to Steve Rogers when he gets the shield is that basically, I just don't see myself as captain. This is not mine. And Steve says, yes, it is. 
so he gives it back and then something happens later but michelle you definitely have a line here that you want to cover and i want to let you cover it here yeah first they have to cover for steve's absence they have to basically say he died during the whole fight and such but there's no body and then they're like oh it was the right thing for you to give us the shield back because later on they create another captain america who is a white guy they did not even consider offering the job to not even okay fine you're not going to offer it to sam they didn't even offer it to roadie because we actually did have a cameo from james rhodes war machine they didn't even offer it to him someone who is established they have this random white guy become captain america and having that shield carried by some unknown force is just i know they're saying that we need a symbol and everything sam says that symbols don't mean anything it's the it's the people behind the symbol and i'm interpreting this is almost this is an empty symbol this is just some random white guy that the u.s government gave the shield to and said go out and just wave and such it's just it is very uncomfortable on multiple levels yes everything that you just said now in the comics in we already know that the marvel cinematic universe is based loosely on the comics and it's not directly one for one so i don't know if we're going to get this character at one for one or not but u.s agent john walker is a thing in the comics since i believe 1986 i could have gotten that date wrong by a couple of years but there's a whole history of him becoming captain america of his back and forth with steve rogers there's a whole storyline with sam wilson in there based on what we have post endgame it is different already from that whole comic line that started in the 80s for u.s agent john walker he was a super patriot at one point in time. We already kind of covered the patriot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whether or not that's MCU canon or not, it's another story. But U.S. agent John Walker then becomes super patriot, then he becomes Captain America, and then he becomes U.S. agent again after Steve Rogers reclaims the title. This has all sorts of connectivity issues. Is Chris Evans coming back or not? We've heard hints that he might be we've had a flat out denial on twitter that he would be coming back news to me basically is what he said on twitter i don't know what to believe in that line or not but whether or not the shield is transmitted to either sam or bucky at this point or if it stays with u.s agent john walker or if steve rogers comes back i have no idea but there is history of this character called u.s agent don walker in the comics and his costume is really similar to what you see on screen it's not the captain america with the star in the middle it's got red stripes across the breast plate or breast of the of the, of the tunic or whatever 
So it is a comic rendition or a rendition of the comic character U.S. agent. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to be married to, oh, this is where the comic story went. This is what has to happen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, you need to be a little versatile on the screen. We talked about that already. The individuals on screen for, I don't know, five, ten seconds and doesn't really get to talk, but he will be a main character going forward here in the series. So that's a lot about Sam brought up Bucky a few times, the winter soldier. He's 106 years old at this point. That's pretty old for a guy. And he's also been in and out of fights for 90 years as he's going through therapy, which by the way, I thought Michelle, you brought this up before with the Punisher. I think the therapist here was a way better therapist than in the Punisher. I mean, you can check me on that, but I think it was a better rendition of a therapist. Yes. Better therapist. Seems gruff, but Bucky, I imagine Bucky is not the best patient. And we find out that the therapist is a former soldier. So this is someone who probably specializes in PTSD, specializes in those who are returning from war, because that is a whole field, being able to that's a different form of therapy because it, it is different than doing talk therapy with someone who has like depression or bipolar disorder. I do. Yeah. A lot of, you know, better therapy. Um, I think it's interesting. The therapy is part of Bucky's condition for parole and that they have come up with these three interesting rules. Yeah. The three rules to making amends. Rule number one is do nothing illegal. And for that, I go back to uh, the cutting edge. Illegal, illegal is gray area. So I think that's what Bucky is is working on right now. Number two, nobody gets hurt, which Bucky astutely says, if that's so important. Why isn't it rule number one? Okay. (laughs) Got us there, Bucky. And rule number three is a statement for the best that I could ferret out. There was no actual rule given. So the statement is, I am no longer the Winter Soldier. I am James Bucky Barnes, and you are part of my efforts to make amends. So during this episode, we see a couple of flashbacks or dreams that Bucky is having, and I think they're interconnected. I think you connected the dots there. I did not uh, until I read your notes. But the first one was the fact that he killed this person called Dovich, which is Yori's son. We find out later, really cold there. And then he makes amends through Senator Atwood. I think Senator Atwood was trying to cover her tracks by killing Dovich. I think that's the translation you were making, Michelle? No. Okay, I read the notes wrong. Yeah, Bucky has a flashback to when he was assigned to kill some Russians. And during this, we see a man who is, again, as I said, wrong place, wrong time. He witnesses Bucky kill someone and Bucky comes along and shoots him. And that's when he wakes up and he's sleeping on the floor, which that says a lot. It means he's not used to the comforts of a bed. It's a really interesting visual. I keep going back to Oliver Queen. When Oliver Queen comes back, he's sleeping on the floor and Bucky has a list that reminds me of Oliver Queen's list. but. 
anyway, we find out that he has this friendship with a man named Yuri and find out that he's talking about his son and he's missing his son and he knows like something awful happened, but he doesn't really know what happened. And we find out that Bucky killed his son. That was the witness. So the guy who was trying to unlock his hotel door that Bucky killed, that is him. And he's just not able to say to him, I killed your son. I'm here to make amends. Instead, they're forming a friendship and he gets Bucky a date. I think he tried to before when he uh, goes after the date, when he leaves the date, he walks out and he goes to the apartment. And I think he's, he wanted to say it, but then he saw the picture and he just couldn't. And then he's like, oh, I owe you money for lunch. And then he leaves. I know it's going to come out at some point, I think. And all right. So I thought his son was the actual target out of all that, but I guess he was just a witness. Okay. All right. That's mistake number two SP made. Hmm. So dating life with Bucky is interesting. He goes out with this bartender, waitress, whatever. Her name's Leah. She plays battleship with him. Kind of odd for a date, but probably better than Pinochle, to be honest with you. Nothing's wrong with Pinochle, by the way. Of course, I'm AARPH, but nothing's wrong with Pinochle. It's just battleship. A little bit more interactive, easy, whatever, fun. I got a question, though. Bucky does mention that he's tried dating apps. What would his dating profile be like? He's on the app, probably takes a picture, and he mentions tigers or whatever. Maybe he's got a tiger in the background, so he takes a picture. He can't say his real birth date. Who's going to want to go out with a 106-year-old? I know. It must be really difficult. He can't list his actual birthday. He's not too sure how old he is. Because technically, he is 106 years old. It's not like Captain America, where Captain America was frozen. And then when he was the thawed, technically, he lived during that time, but he didn't age because he was in suspension. Bucky, on the other hand, was like kept in suspension, but then brought out and then worked on and then brought out again. So he actually did live off and on for that particular time. As he says, I've been fighting for 90 years. Yeah, what do you do? He probably thinks the eggplant emote means the eggplant. He probably just does not understand Tinder. The poor guy. Yeah, so what what do you say? So decorated veteran and then so he was assassin for what 80 years or something like that. So uh long-term consultant to major government organization, right? Like riding motorcycles? Yeah, yeah, motorcycles in the countryside. He can't even show his arm because it's not like, yes, people do lose their arm in military service, but his arm is not a regular prosthetic arm. If it was a regular prosthetic arm, he wouldn't really need to wear the gloves. No, but he could say something like testing new prosthetic technology. Oh, that's true. To enhance yeah. amputees. Yeah, you could say that, right? Yeah, Stark Initiative, because the Stark thing's going around. Okay, sure. Okay. It's motor- I'm trying to think of what other pastimes he could put on there that... Did he play baseball? He played baseball, at least stickball. So maybe baseball enthusiasts, right? Sure. Yankees fan, obviously, right? 
of course. I guess, yeah, friend of the Avengers, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's just poor guy. What do you put on that? So I have a question for our listeners. If you have a thought of what would go into Bucky's online dating profile, please let us know. And I know if Lauren actually listens to this, she'll let us know next time as well. So, yeah, that is the big thing. What does Bucky Barnes online dating profile look like? Rody, you mentioned Rody's cameo and he almost says the thing. He's instead of a, a new world order, he says it's a new day. That's what he says. So it's almost a thing, but it's not quite there. Also, Torres, for an Intel guy, he's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. He's talking about a secret base on the moon. And I'm thinking, what, like the Inhumans? We know they've got a base on the moon, but is that MCU canon? Because if you go the MCU canon with the Inhumans and you got to go MCU canon with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't know if Feige wants to do that. So what do we got going on here? And then, by the way, the secret moon base is canon in Marvel Comics because it's where the Watcher watches everything from a secret moon base. And then eventually Nick Fury becomes a Watcher. Spoiler. Yes. And uh, then he lives there while he plays at being the watcher so torres interesting guy interesting guy indeed i like how he finds the secret organization by finding the red hands a la pokemon go yeah the um what do you call it the adr or augmented reality augmented reality yeah Yeah, that's interesting to there and the flag smashers so as we were talking before about people not wanting the world to change or maybe change for the better or change in their image or whatever. The flag smashers think that the world was better off during the blip. They don't like this change that everybody comes back. And yeah, I could unfortunately see that they also seem to have some form of super strength, which is interesting because we're talking about captain America sort of continuing storyline. So super soldier serum could be a thing going on here, right? So the Flag Smashers come in, they have some sort of a robbery, they steal something, they are very well organized because somebody jumps out with the bags and the bags end up with another couple of people that are running off. Torres tries to stop them, Torres gets his eye bone broken, or subital lobe I believe it's called, and his wrist is at least sprained if not broken. I heard cracking there anyway. I think the Flag Smashers are going to be the larger villain here than LAF was. Or they're connected or they're one's a front for another. You never know. It's Marvel. We know we're getting a certain villain back from a movie. I don't want to spoil future episodes. Maybe people do avoid casting news so they are not spoiled. So I will avoid casting mentions and such. Yeah, I, I ran into that when I started to do some research here. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going there. But I will avoid actually saying the thing here. All right, it was an episode. It was very different than WandaVision. I am interested to where this goes. I'm, I'm not disinterested. I'm going to keep podcasting on it at least. So, Michelle, what did you think about this first episode? I thought it did a good job establishing where they are in their lives i hope next episode they get together because we only have five episodes left i am wanting 
it to evolve into some sort of buddy comedy. I remember them in the car, you know, when Captain America and Sharon Carter were doing their thing. I hope that we get back to that chemistry that they have and we get this odd couple lethal weapon sort of deal going on. It would be great to see that happen between the two. I think it's important to note that Winter Soldier Bucky has been pardoned and as a condition of his pardon he has to do a few things but he's been pardoned so even though there might be perceptions out there about him he is legal to be going around walking around society and reintegrating himself with society now so he's not hiding out basically as he was during winter soldier all right so next time we're going to be talking about the next episode of falcon and the winter soldier is it falcon and the winter soldier or just falcon and winter soldier It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. So we're going to be talking about episode two of it next week. Basically, whatever they throw out there, we're going to be talking about next week. So if you have any thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier, please get them into us and we will talk about it. In the meantime, we have some news to get to. A pivotal mystery of the MCU has been solved. Indeed. So I was going about my business this past week, just, you know, doo 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 And then I ran across this advertisement and it was for Microsoft's Xbox services. And it was about, you know, the Avengers game and Falcon with Sam Wilson was in there talking about things and he was standing there next to an employee which i kind of recognized i was like he looks very familiar but it wasn't until i talked to michelle that his actual identity came out he is mcu canon he is the apple salesman from winter soldier yes he was in an apple store now in microsoft but he was in an apple store as the Captain America and Black Widow came in to do a little research. He's playing a game with Sam Wilson, you know, just buddy, buddy. And at the end of this one minute commercial, he gives a pivotal point of information out that his gamer tag was Noob Master 69. Thor's nemesis, Noob Master 69. Oh, by the way, his cousin made the gamer tag it wasn't him his cousin so it's you know it's all okay it's just the gamer tag that he had and by the way finding a gamer tag that has not been taken on microsoft is a little difficult these days so new master 69 okay i get it but yes the mystery is solved thor's nemesis is now known to be an apple now microsoft salesman i just hope that in the next thor movie that he is not found out who knows who knows indeed All right, Michelle, I think that's it for our discussion this week. What do you suggest that we do now? I suggest we jump out of a helicopter and into another helicopter and into another helicopter on our way out. Thank you for continuing to listen and download Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're here for you, so we appreciate your patronage of us and we also love it when you talk to us 
We had Jim Video TV in the chat today. Thank you very much for your comments as we're recording. And thank you to everybody on the Twitter sphere. I know that Lauren was not able to live tweet this episode, but she will be back hopefully next week, if not probably the week after, to live tweet the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central. I believe it's when she does it. So that is your cue to join in and um, banty back and forth with Lauren on that. So thank you very much for all your interaction with us. We appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who listens and downloads and also follows our rules on our Discord. We do have a spoiler channel and we have a rule about when we can talk about the show in general and reveal spoilers and such. So if you want to have a spoiler filled discussion, you could come on in. We have a spoiler channel where you can talk about all this type of stuff and have some fun. And fun is what it's all about. Until next time, I'm the producer of the show, Director SB. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. So I started watching The Mandalorian on the treadmill. And I made it through season one. Haven't gotten to season two yet. And just comparing it with WandaVision, which, by the way, Jessica and Brandy came over last night. And we watched like the first five episodes. No, we made it to four. Anyway, just comparing and contrasting the two. I'm not going to say either is bad. Because they're not bad. But I like Mandalorian better. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. I don't know how we got to, so I teach, my students are now like seven, like 14, 15 years old and, and such. And I just remember, I just remember being 18, 19 and we were cloning sheep. Remember Dolly? And now it's like the earth is round and vaccines work. Like, I don't understand where it's like one day we understood science and then the next day we had to remind people that the earth was round. It all started when they removed Pluto from being a planet. Then everybody's like, what? You just got rid of a planet. Does the science really matter? See, I blame Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke, but there might be some <laughs> truth to it now that I think about it. But the thing that really scares me is now that we've got CRISPR, we have gene editing technologies not just cloning but gene editing technologies through crispr that you still have that mentality when we should be discussing should we be editing genes and there's people out there that don't believe we can yeah and people are like genetically modified foods are wrong and it's like do you know what 
the original broccoli and cauliflower plant look like? I remember now it's the Cinema Sins guy that I watched is everything wrong with Endgame in like oh, okay. 15 minutes or something. And he was talking about, you know, it's been five years. How come no one's playing baseball and cleaning up the trash? And it's San Francisco. And I'm just sitting there going, well, you don't know how governments work. And you don't understand what it means when half the population. But we, because that's why I wanted to make that point. We don't know. I think that's what people are thinking. People are thinking it was half the United States. It was half of Canada. It was half of Europe. No, it was random. It was completely random. All of, all of Australia could have been blipped out. We don't know. It's just kind of like weird and serious. And I wonder if Dr. Strange is actually considered the Sorcerer Supreme because he's been gone for five years. So there has to have been a new someone in charge there, right? Yeah. Was it Wong? Oh, that would have been an interesting conversation. We did Wong. Yeah. I don't know if Wong was blipped out or not. He showed up with Dr. Strange, right? Right. But I think he was helping get people together. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he was. And, and maybe he knows that that was a simple conversation that he just knows that Strange is a better wizard than he is. And like, okay, you can have your mantle back. I don't want it. Give me a tuna sandwich. You know? Yeah. Whatever he wants to do. It's a good question. I don't know. There's a lot about the blip to come out yet. We probably won't be done with it until we get to the next phase of the movies. And even then, it'll be referenced. Yeah, I think, or, or like maybe halfway through, because we're doing things like, I think, the, I think the TV shows might deal with it a little bit more than the movies. Directly, probably. Because Thor's in space. Yeah, the Sokovia Accords, for instance, that impacted everything even today. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting. I like that they haven't been like, oh, the blip's over, everything's good now. I mean, you get a hint of that, like when, it's interesting, when Sam and Torres were sitting there having tea and Sam was trying to fix the Red Wing and as this man was like, oh, the Avengers, thank you very much. You, you brought my wife back. And they were happy. But for every moment of that, you have every moment of the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So it's just really interesting. I'm glad they're just not dropping it. Yeah, I guess they could, but it just wouldn't be good writing. They seem to have better writing than the not. I was just, my mind immediately went to DC in this whole schneider cut deal i haven't watched it yet maybe someday i will i don't know yeah at least marvel doesn't have that at least marvel is not like we're gonna redo a major movie we're gonna redo a cut because we didn't get it right yeah because also they they have future properties i think they're going to fix a lot of the time travel stuff with dr strange and the madness of the multiverse i think they're going to try to bring that all together i hope they don't do the same thing as crisis did though you have multiverse and then it goes down to just one universe i mean that's a way to do it but i don't think that makes sense scientifically and at least i mean if there is a multiverse okay there's a multiverse it's not uh condense it down to one 
Yeah. In the comics, there is so much travel back and forth between universes over time. I don't think you could cut that off either. I think you just have to accept it. Whether or not the public accepts it or not, I think is a different issue. But if the superheroes just accept that there are different realities, different multiverses, different pocket universes, whatever, I think that might actually go a long way into the, I don't know, the separate universes that obviously are there. I mean, on screen. Yeah. The, the Hulu stuff, the ABC stuff, everything. You can at least say, well, it's official Marvel, but it's not MCU canon. Okay. Yeah, I get that. That'd be cool. But you're now acknowledging that certain seasons or maybe all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. weren't in the same universe. So, yep. I feel that that's where they're going to go. And I feel where that's where they need to go in order to bring in all the stuff. Because we haven't had any mutants to date. No, I'm wondering if that's like phase five or something. Yeah, just open to the possibility and then slowly build up to it. I mean, they did announce that they were going to have a Fantastic Four movie. I don't think there's been a release date for that, though. Right. I don't know. I Every couple of months, I lose the bubble on what's been scheduled and what hasn't. And this pandemic has thrown everything for a loop anyway, too. Yep. I don't know. It's just fun, and I prefer to go along for the fun ride versus nitpicking to death because I can nitpick anything to death. Yeah, and just know that there's going to be a how WandaVision should have ended if there isn't already. There's going to be a how Falcon and Winter Soldier should have ended. Yeah, everything wrong. With them. I there's going to be that, but it's a super. I mean, you're making that leap that they're superheroes. So you're suspending belief along the way. Just a story. Yeah. I have to admit the one about Wonder Woman 1984 or Wonder Woman 84 made a lot of sense with the how it should have ended. Like, I think my favorite part is, have you seen that? Have you seen the Wonder Woman movie? I've seen the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. 84. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Okay. My favorite one is. The moment where like the guy is like, I wish to be like the stone. And so he just becomes a stone. <laughs> yep. And they do mention that the one part I do not like was Steve being in some other guy's body and them doing it that. Oh, that's so many levels of just wrong. Yeah. This was interesting. Yeah. And we'll see if the next episode continues to delve into these issues or if they're just going to, okay, so this is what we've set as the reality and we're just going to go with it, which I think is going to be the way forward. I think in the end, either Steve's going to come back or Sam's going to be the Captain America. I think those are the two most likely possibilities. I, I don't think I don't think there's a possibility of Bucky ending the series as the capped just because of everything in his history. I don't know. Yep. Legends of Shield is copyright 2013 through 2021.